0: done
1: da gonna feel real good alright most dope everybody please
0: put a thumb in the air
1: Money don't really feel like I do it from the ground I built my own damn bus People was amazed I was still in high school But now I'm out And money what I'm about Trying to get so much Hey
2: everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Spotify Live postgame. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the evening. What can you say about this one? Uh, Johnny Goudreau scores three points. The Flyers lose by three. How about it? Uh... I- I'll never get over it. I'll never get over this offseason. I'll never get over the fact that we were led to believe for several years, basically, that Johnny was coming home. Uh, Johnny Goudreau very much wanted to sign with the Flyers. He would have. And the front office was too lazy uh, or incompetent to figure that out. And honestly, I hope this happens every time they play the Blue Jackets. I don't hope the Flyers lose every time. Uh, But if Johnny has a goal and three points every single time, awesome. Uh, Because this front office deserves that to happen to them. Uh, Now, it's not like the Blue Jackets are off to a great start. They're not four and nine. Uh, But Johnny's scored a ton for them. He's doing what he does, collecting points. Uh, It's a team that gives up nearly five goals a game. The Flyers were only able to muster two on 34 shots. Uh, 34 is just under the Blue Jackets average. They give up around 35, 30, 35 and a half shots a game. So uh, right there, you know, a, a few more opportunities, like saying getting one power play perhaps, uh, and maybe the Flyers are able to tie this thing up. But ultimately, they just weren't ready to go at the beginning of this one. Columbus was desperate. They were the opposite of what uh, the Blues looked like the other night. Uh, when on their losing streak, you're hoping to end it, they just came out and were like, whatever, kind of just played a trash game. Uh, Columbus was desperate to end that losing streak tonight, and they came out and started that way. And that's the difference. Flyers weren't. Uh, Flyers didn't have it in the first few minutes of this game, and that's really where it was won. You know, Goudreau scores less than four minutes in. Uh, he gets the assist on the Ransky goal halfway through the second and that's 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 basically the game there uh and then if right away in the third or right away in the second period boone jenner gets the goal uh with goudreau getting the secondary assist so a nice night for johnny a goal a primary and a secondary but we're here to talk about the flyers so let's get to all of you uh the last time warren was on i accidentally hung up on him so we're gonna start off with warren brody tonight what's up warren
3: Hey, good to see you, Bill. Uh, t- tough game tonight. I thought the uh, – I guess our first line had a rough game defensively, g- giving the puck away. Uh, uh, Rist- uh, Risto on the third pairing is interesting. Uh,
2: yeah, it's its kind of just what he is. That works. The first line, they just – I thought they were starting to develop some chemistry with Tippett. It looked last game, but tonight they just looked lost together.
3: Yeah, and I, I can't keep from thinking, you know, this $5 million we're playing in Risto could have been put towards uh, Goodrow. Uh, I think there have yeah. been – uh, I just don't get it. But anyway, uh, you yeah, know, the Flyers, you know, they're playing hard, and it is what it is, and it's really – I'll be honest with you, it's hard to get into. Uh, so –
2: yeah, I feel you, Warren. I, when they play well, I've enjoyed it. I'm just kind of going to enjoy the ride this year. Right. I hope they bounce back from this. If this is what they start to look like more regularly, it will be very difficult to watch them. Uh, for the last few weeks, they've been more entertaining than not. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, it's still, when you have the Goudreau thing happen in front of you, it's a reminder that there's no plan. You know, it's just kind of a team out here playing, and it's not for the future, and they can't really win right now. So what is this team?
3: Yeah, and, you know, when the Flyers have won, you know, over the years, they've always had a centerpiece, someone to build around. And right now, it just, it's just a bunch of guys that we're trying to coddle together into a team. And, you know, I give uh, the coach a lot of credit. He's doing a lot with what he has. So... That's it. That's all yeah. I got tonight, yeah. Bill.
2: Appreciate it, Warren. Thanks for thanks, uh, thanks for dropping in. Um, yeah, it's it's very you know, it's very much a good job to this point uh, by John Tortorella to have them more relevant, and more successful than we expected. It's mostly been Carter Hart, uh, the Sens and Blues games. I thought they were starting to maybe turn a corner. Uh, And, you know, this is just one bad game. It happens. They could come out, you know, kill the Sens on Saturday and be right back where I thought they were uh, a couple of nights ago. But when they play like this, it's just kind of a reminder, ah, shit, this is probably closer to who they are um, than what we've seen to this point, at least in terms of results. I'm staying optimistic about what they could be this season. I don't think it's going to turn into a tank season. I just think they've made uh, Tortorella team isn't going to tank. The goaltender has been too good to tank. I just, it's not going to go that way. I don't think I wanted it to. It's what I was hoping for coming into this season. And now, I'm just hoping to make the goddamn playoffs because drafting being the last seed out sucks. At least seeing a few playoff games is something. Uh, it's a little – it's playoff experience for some of these young guys. It would have some value. If they're just mediocre to the point of, oh, yeah, we missed the wild card by three points, that's, that's a wasted year. I guess you can still win the lottery in that situation. You could get super lucky, but, you know. It went from what thirteen to two in twenty seventeen. What are the chances of getting lucky like that again? Uh, let's go to Nikki Hall. What's up tonight, Nikki?
4: I'm currently watching my cat Happy Case of the Zoomies, so that's fun. <laughs> hey. Um. Hello. Can you hear me? What happened here? Hello. Testing. Hello.
2: Can you hear Can me, you? me, Nick? I can, can you can't hear, hear me? you? Uh, I'm not right, sure. Hold on. Let me try another speaker and see if it's me or you. What's going on in here? Uh, let's go to Matt. What's up, Matt? Uh, hey, Bill. You, you got me there. All right, this is something on my end. Let's uh, let me try a different pair of headphones and figure something figure something out here. Hold on. It's gonna be a little bit of awkward silence here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, I'm just trying to like fix this. It's all good, man. Let me uh, let me know when you're you're ready there.
2: Okay, let's see if this works. What's up, Matt?
5: Hey, is that, that any better for you?
2: Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now.
5: All right on. Um, yeah. So this is actually the first game I've watched in a really long time. Um, it's kind of a funny one, I guess, to, to tune into um i'm just wondering uh what's your kind of thoughts on uh like the cap situation currently going forward um i don't know if i jumped in earlier you know with the whole sanheim extension and everything else like i'll kind of get to my thoughts but just you know like where where are you with that i think you guys are pretty optimistic or more optimistic lately it seems
2: yeah, I'm I'm optimistic about maybe this season and some of these younger players being better than I thought, but man, it really it really doesn't seem like they have a path to get any of the high-end talent that they so desperately need. If they're if they're better than we think, they're not going to be able to draft it and yeah. they're spending money as if like they have cap room, which they don't. Like, okay, JVR is coming off the books, so we're going to save their Up oh, no, basically all that money goes to Travis Sandheim.
6: Yeah.
2: Well, how do they ever get really good players? I still don't see that ever.
5: Right, right. So just because I was looking on, like, I don't know if it's cap friendly or something. And I think for, like, a defense core, I think they're, they're like, second or third most expensive defense core in, in the league right now. Like, if we're factoring in what Sandheim's new new deal will be and like that's i don't know that's really strange to me like i get that effort is like this huge focus right now that apparently effort matters more than skill which people fell for that bullshit during the summer because torts is somehow a god um but like they're paying this team and they're paying their secondary guys market value for basically every single person And I know people rave about Torts and like being amazing at development. Like I don't see that shit with the guy. Like you have TK playing well, you have Provorov playing well, you have D'Angelo playing well, and Hart sure is carrying their ass. But he's not some defensive hero. Like Cates for me had a bit of a nice start. Now he's falling off. Faraby is a young guy who, okay, we can rack up to injuries, but York isn't really playing. Zamula is being dicked around the whole time. Um, Allison is playing fourth line minutes. Frost, who is shit, yes, but is being played with bums on lower lines. Like, for me, I just don't get the optimism. I I don't want to shit on it because I know their record was good, but, like, I don't see it.
2: Yeah, I have very little optimism for the future, and it's, I I have just a lot of questions about exactly what the plan is. Because it doesn't seem like they have one. Uh, I just kind of, to watch another season like the last two, I really don't want to. If they're yeah. able to win some games and sneak into the playoffs, cool. Uh, I'll enjoy that at least for a few weeks. But overall, no, they they don't have high-end talent and they don't have a path to acquire any. I, I really don't see a way for it to happen. And the, the moves this front office has made, like this Sanheim extension, which – you know, we talked about on BSH radio, that money, like the cap hit is basically what Sanheim might get on the open market. Yeah. But he also got the full eight years. Like usually there's a trade-off like, okay, we'll give you the eight. So it's more, you know, you have the guaranteed yeah. time. And we can spread out the cap. hit. No, he got everything he wanted. It was like they didn't negotiate. And that's the same shit I believe with, You know, the Johnny Goudreau, uh, JVR situation like, well, if we were going to move JVR's contract, we would have had to give up a 2023 first. Why? Why couldn't it have been a 2023 second and the Florida pick in 2024? Like try negotiating. I don't know. Uh, They just they have the least creative general manager in the NHL and it's obvious.
5: Yeah, the personality of like a, I mean, I don't know, I think I've fucking said it before, but he's got like the personality of like a, you know, like a turnip. Um, but, uh, last question I'll shoot out is just cause, you know, I, I hear a lot of the whatever beats or the flyer thing talking about it, like about identity. So for me, I, yeah, I like a team that's aggressive. I like a team that stands up for each other. I like that, you know, whatever the tagline is, they're harder to play against. I'm just curious what your, Your feeling on their identity is currently because for me, my concern here is that effort is king above all else. And I think that we're limiting a bit of creativity or the space for creativity, which is leading into development or stagnation of development. And my fear is that this return to Bobby Clark, Outwork, and everybody, um, I don't know if the pendulum has sort of swung too far to just focusing on, let's just play with effort and fuck everything else.
2: I think that was a major concern, maybe the first like eight, 10 games. Um, And it's like having talent, creating chances, doing the things that you need to do to score goals. That's most important, but this team has none of that. You know, yeah. they have very little skill on this team. So the they're going to focus on effort. And the bar was so low because this is a team that has just kind of given up. And they have been mentally weak and they haven't had an identity. I think that was just the first priority for Tortorella. And right. I thought uh, the Sens game and the Blues game, we started to see guys maybe come out of their shells a little bit, taking a few more chances. And tonight they just kind of – I thought they just played – Slow hockey tonight. They just looked disjointed. The game had no rhythm. It looked like nobody had any chemistry. It was a bad game tonight. But I think that stuff will start to develop. It's just the bar was so low from the last two seasons because this team is just flat out sucked. Like they yeah. had to the practice line changes at one point. They're fucking in the NHL and they can't change lines. <laughs> That's how low this bar was. Like I, I just think Tortorella was very focused on making them look like a professional hockey team again, before you can right. be like, I will allow you to do the Michigan, you know? Yeah.
5: I, I, I guess my fear is just, you know, that we're, we're trying to make a team of like a bunch of like Amish dudes that are going to like work hard, <laughs> but like, you know, like it's, it's hockey. We're not like harvesting fields, but anyway, thanks. Uh, th- thanks for the chat bill and have a good one out there.
2: You got it. Thanks for joining Matt. Uh, let's get back in. Let's go back to Nikki. Nikki, sorry about that. I, something happened with my headphones.
4: It's all good. Um, I was just saying that I had my kitten. I was, I've been watching my kitten uh, have a case of the zoomies for the past fifteen minutes, so <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> but uh, of the game tonight. I actually only I only heard bits and pieces. I actually worked. Uh, I was working tonight, so I didn't really. I only checked in. And Columbus was leading 2 nothing by the end of the first. I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> it's probably one of those games. And, you know, from what I've been hearing, it's like, yeah, they uh, they came out. And, you know, they weren't really and seemed to have the same drive that they had against St. Louis, which, I mean, I guess that's understandable. Not every team you face is going to be the St. Louis Blues or I mean, who else is really bad right now, like, you know every other team is going to be, you know, depending on who the team you face, you know, if they're that desperate, they will, they will put the pedal to the metal and they will do it right away. And if you're not prepared, you're going to get burned for it, (laughs) which is what happened tonight.
2: Yeah, The blues basically on Tuesday looked like last year's flyers, just like a team that was flummoxed, did not know what to do. And even if they got momentum, gave it away immediately. Uh, the blue jackets off to a bad start, but they were desperate to end their losing streak. And they did.
4: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, I don't think that this'll be the, I, I feel like we probably can be Columbus. I mean, obviously tonight was, I guess, I mean, you know, we meet, we play them what? Like two, three times a season. I think.
2: Yeah. They're, they're right with Columbus. I think, uh, maybe not in pure talent. Cause Wierenski and Goudreau are just so good. Uh, line A, but overall, uh, the Flyers have enough to be able to compete with the middle teams in the league, like Columbus.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, they're pretty, you know, being able to keep up with teams like, you know, I mean, I guess it was early in the season, but like, you know, being able to keep pace with both the Panthers and the Lightning, you know, two of the teams, well, especially with the Lightning that were back-to-back Cup champions and have been in the Stanley Cup the past three years, like, you know, that's that's not something to really sneeze at, you know, it's, yeah, you know, I you know, I, I got to say though, the one thing that I'm a, a tad worried about that that's coming up is like, you know, I've been kind of looking over at the crack and I'm like, what is going on with that team? Like they're, what are they like? Six, two and one or it's, something. I,
2: I can't believe, I thought they were the least talent. I thought they had less talent than the flyers. Uh, just like
4: zero ability to score a goal. And uh, they've been good. I, I just, I made how to make, make a double take. I was like, this team's actually like trying this year. And like under Dave Haxtell, it's like, uh, how, like what, what pieces does Haxtall have to work with aside of, you know, Shane Wright, but like, <laughs> and he that, scratches that, him all the time.
0: <laughs>
2: it's like, it's, well, it's, They'll
4: hit a 10, they'll hit a 10 game losing streak eventually. That it's it's funny though. It's like that's it's crazy funny and sad all at once that like a top prospect is legit rotting away in like uh, an expansion team that's like that I mean, they do look good, but I mean unless they can make the postseason, that's you know, a whole other animal in itself. Like so. But yeah, no, I didn't really catch too much of the game, but I did hear that it was not one of our better nights, but you know, it's like you said, we could come out on Saturday and steamroll the senators and we'll be right back at it. But I mean, yeah, we'll see. It's different every game, but you know, it is,
2: they are, they can. And thanks a lot, Nikki. Uh, they can just, they have this ability to look different on a nightly basis. Uh, I'm still not really sure what to make of this team. What? 13 games, 14 games into the year, whatever it is, uh, I still don't really know what to make of them other than what I thought of them coming in. They don't have much talent. If the goalie's awesome, they could be a little better than I think. Uh, maybe Tippett comes around. He had a real rough game tonight, but overall, I've liked what I've seen out of him. Cates has been decent, at least. Uh, Allison, he's going to get it going, I think. Scored a goal last game, but say those three are much better than expected or at least you know hit what we thought maybe their ceilings could be to begin with and then say a tyson forster comes up at some uh, some point say cam york comes up and looks good at some point maybe they have a little bit higher of a ceiling but i still i just don't know what to make of this team yet uh let's go to uh patrick reed miller what's up patrick
1: hey bill how's it going it's going. Uh, yeah, it is going, Bill. That's a that was a rough one. Sheesh. Guy, we wanted just
2: freaking game.
1: Ugh, I know. You know. I mean, I guess what I would want to say is like, I hope to God during the length of this Gaudreau Columbus contract, he just he just absolutely torches us. Yeah. Because it would just it would just be. Sp- so fitting because it's like you could have had him. And I just hope he turns into like a villain when he comes here for games. And it would just be funny at this point. Cause it's he'd be like, you could have had a me.
2: Damn, shame. It's such a damn shame. And it makes, if they had a plan, like, if the plan was to tear it down and start over, all right, yeah, then Johnny Goudreau doesn't fit your timeline. But since the plan is we're going to get Tortorello, we're going to re-sign Ristolainen, we're going to give Sanheim eight years, we're going to give a fighter four years and no trade protection, like then that means the plan isn't to like start over. That means you're trying to win now, and a superstar wants to come here. Well... How how doesn't that fit your timeline? It just it shows you they have no plan, and ultimately that's annoying as shit. Because as much as I've enjoyed the wins in the short term, tonight's a reminder of God damn it, they're going nowhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. Johnny goudreau three points. Nick Delorier, five minutes off the ice, and isn't a minus for five minutes. Like like like, come on. <laughs>
2: It's uh, really after Goudreau gets the goal and then DeLaurier fights, I just like oh this is our off season. Like this is it right here. <laughs> this is this was what Chuck did. Uh the an awesome player scores a goal. We could have had him, we don't, but we do have a fighter for four years.
1: And like you said Owen Tippett was like he had a he was bad, but he had a good game, but could you imagine like if like Gudreau was like the guy who fed him the puck to shoot on the net? Like that would that would be cool to see, but no, we gotta ah oh, man, brutal, you know.
2: It's it's a, tonight is rough. Just thinking about Johnny and what could have been,
1: and hopefully, hopefully Saturday it, this it starts Club Jerus te- tearing us up on a nightly basis for the next three seasons in Ottawa. Because at this point, why not? I don't care. That it ain't dude, gonna bother I- me. I- he, did he score tonight? Because
2: he had seven goals coming into tonight. Uh, I can't believe, like, he's scoring at a pace that he maybe never has before. He's been
1: really De it man. And to yeah. think we could have had to bring it in Giroud here. And we no, are there, but on a different team.
2: It's it's awesome that Giroud has to bring it, but it's in Ottawa. And Voracek has Line a and Goudreau. But, yeah, it's in Columbus. It's just very funny.
1: We it's it's some it's some alternate universe shit or something, man. It's like these are the guys we could have had and they're not here. It's amazing.
2: It's just all the room, like all the rumored guys for Evan, all the players like everyone wanted all the Twitter favorites and they're just they're all together, just not here.
1: Yeah, and I guess I'll end on this, uh Bill. I guess uh maybe this might be the start of a losing streak. I don't know. I feel like they could be Donald but I don't want them to, but it's so like you said, uh, this is probably one of those games they should have won, but like none of the, we don't have clearly enough talent because I feel like it's going to be in the center ice position because we don't have Couture. Sometimes the Windows Key draws to try to get back into it. So should be fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Uh, it, it, I thought a couple of weeks, uh, maybe a week or two ago, I don't remember, but after a certain loss where they didn't look particularly good, I thought, all right, This is the beginning of uh, probably a lot closer of the team we thought they were emerging. And to their credit, they bounced back after that. So it's just going to be a continuous process of evaluating individuals uh, and the results. uh, You just have to accept them. There's nothing else we can do. I would love a top three pick. I would love to be one of the bottom five teams and have a real chance at Connor Bedard or something like that. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, if it does, I'll be happy about it. Uh, I, I just – this season's about finding out about other guys, I guess. Um, I wish they had more than uh, – you know, I keep naming Tippett, Cates, and uh, – Tippett, Cates, and Allison. I guess Farabee's part of that. But I think we know Farabee's at least pretty good as he works his way back. It's not like there are any young defensemen in this lineup, you know. Uh, you know Cam York's still down in the minors. Um, it, you, you are what you are there, and most of these guys are signed long-term. Provorov, Sanheim, Ristalainen all signed long-term. D'Angelo signed for next year, so uh, not really finding out much there. And it's just, yeah, we're going to watch Carter Hart steal them games, I guess. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, let's go to Dan Allen. What's up, Dan? Hey Bill, how you doing tonight? Yeah, what's going on? Hey,
7: so uh, first things first, the most important thing
2: that happened to me tonight is I saw that Rick and commercial for the first time, and uh, oh my god, well, I saw it for the first time on Tuesday. I thought I was I, I got dosed with acid. <laughs> I
7: I have no idea what that was even a commercial for. That was like <laughs> one of the most surreal things I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: It's incredible. That guy's like making money off his name 30 years later and doing the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen.
7: Hey, good for him, man. I guess he's, I guess yeah. he's enjoying life, I'm sure. I guess so. So, um, I, am. Um, I actually don't really share your opinion on the game tonight. I thought this is actually one of the Flyers' better performances tonight, which, you know, doesn't say much about how they've been playing for the most of the year, but, um, I thought in terms of like scoring chances and you know uh, uh, possession time things like that I haven't looked at the numbers or anything like that but it felt to me like it was one of their games that was more tilted in their favor than most of the games have been so far they had some really good chances to score in the first period too but you know they don't have Johnny Huber, so. <laughs> that's
2: they they answered back in the first they started to get their legs under them it just seemed like okay you know you started the game seven minutes too late I thought they win the shot battle tonight, which you can't say for them many games this season. Um, and they don't have many guys who can finish. So final score, like this this was a 3-2 game and they gave up, you know, two empty netters. It's not like they got blown out by uh, Columbus. It was just they lose by three. Johnny Goudreau had three points. Like that's that's what happens when the other team has the best player on the ice by a mile. Uh, I, I just thought they were so... Miss like disjointed tonight. Like they just, they were in the offensive zone, but they would pass when they should shoot. They would shoot when they should skate. I, I, it just seemed like they had no like feel for for the game tonight. Yeah, I get that. And uh,
7: you know, Jonas Corbusello is a perfectly fine like one B slash backup goalie, but they made him look like Martin Brodeur in the first period. So that probably tells you a little bit something about their offensive talent.
2: <laughs> Yeah, like I think this was only his second game of the season. He gave up five in his first one. like they the Blue Jackets bleed goals this year, uh, and the Flyers just couldn't couldn't get home. Uh they they put a few of those chances in, but it was definitely an example of oh, they just don't have that guy, you know. Which, yeah. We could have had <laughs> but we all yeah, know what happened. Yep. He um, was on the other side.
7: Yeah. I heard you mention uh I think it was the last call or the one before about the, um, uh, about the Sanheim contract, you know, him having like you know, being sort of market value, you know, in full you know years and everything. I remember uh, when that contract was signed, I forget who, I forget who tweeted this. I think it was like Anthony Sanfilippo or something like that it was like, uh, he mentioned that he heard from Fletcher that Fletcher was like, quote, not thrilled by the contract, but whatever himself. And I'm like, if you are the GM and you're like not thrilled with the contract you're giving to your your basically okay
2: second pairing defenseman, then why are you even like, signing? Like, like imagine, what? imagine like oh yeah, well you know had to do it. No, you didn't. It's just like the goddamn Delorie contract. Like, well you know another team wanted him, so we had to give him four years of trade protections. It's like or you don't. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, what what you, Like, there was a for, gun to his head.
7: Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I'm actually kind of enjoying DeLaurier, but his contract is ridiculous. And-
2: no, he's exactly what, it, like, he's just a fighter, and I like hockey fights, so it's fine. It's just, if they had 11 good forwards, it would be great. But they have three, so it's not great.
7: Yeah, I mean, they have guys like, I think, like, I like Zach McEwen. I think he's like a perfectly good fourth line player, but you know, he's on this team he's got the talent like he could be on the second line and you wouldn't
2: be Yeah, Zach McEwen's playing on the third line and it's like not the most egregious thing going on, you know?
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I wish that uh we had Zamula in the lineup. I he wasn't playing too he played he could he was kind of up and down, you know, he played well at times and then, you know, he's but he's a kid, you know, you do expect that, so Hopefully we'll have him back in the lineup. Uh, I, I feel like Tortorella is going to keep shuffling around the uh, the deep the deep pairings and uh, getting guys in and out of the lineup. So um, I'm not too I'm not too worried about that. Um, we'll probably even see Cam York pretty soon, I would imagine. Uh, and uh, a couple things uh, just that I off the top of my head that I noticed. I think uh, Tippett had a couple of you know bad turnovers. Of course, that led pretty much directly to goals. But one thing I like that I've seen from him is that he seems to be having a lot more offensive confidence. Like, he's he's, yeah. he's trying to make plays, he's making passes, he's doing spin moves of the puck, you know. The Flyers, uh, a lot of the guys get the puck and they're like, oh, God, what do I do with it, you know, and he seems to have an idea of actually where to go with the puck, so that's that's a positive sign, I
2: think. Yeah, and he gets pucks on net. Uh, since he got hurt in the opener, he's had, I think this was his seventh game, and he's had three shots on goal in six of them. Uh that's pretty good. Uh just getting pucks on net. He's got the shot. He was not good tonight, but yeah, I think we've started to see some of that talent show itself and as he just kind of gains more confidence and chemistry if they keep him with Hayes and Konechny, which I think they should, um that will grow.
7: <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the comment at the bottom of the uh, the app and I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> um anyway, uh the last two things, uh, quick things. One is one. Uh, thank God Provorov scored because every time uh, every time Zacharetsi scores, I'm like should have drafted. <laughs> yeah.
2: so, no, that uh, was it was Goudreau from Warenski from from Wierenski, and Warenski from Goudreau in the first period, and I was just like, oh look at that, Ron and the Ron and Chuck teaming up for this one. But I did want uh, Provorov, so I can't. I can't claim that I wanted Woransky back then. I did want Provorov in 2015. Yeah, just funny, you know, hindsight. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh
7: also um Darn, what was I going to say? Oh, Ken MacKinson is skating with the team again. So that's good. Maybe we'll see him. Uh,
2: yeah, around. I saw that today actually. That was uh That was good to see.
7: Maybe uh, he's because not Ryan we Alex just
2: we <laughs> just talked on BSH radio about how Uh, you know, it might be a serious, maybe a neck injury and he could just maybe be on the Ryan Ellis path of disappearing. Uh, not that he, you know, is just going to not be part of the team because he's a good teammate and he's a leader and everything, but he might just be gone for way longer than we expected. Uh, so the fact that he's back out, at least on the ice with the team is a good sign.
7: Yeah. And, uh, I'm really liking, I'm still really liking, uh, I think D'Angelo out there, especially his uh, ability to make the um, outlet passes. I think he's the only Flyers defenseman who's even halfway competent in outlet passes. Most of them are, if they're good at anything, like Kroborov and Sandheim are good at skating the puck down the ice, but not so good at the stretch pass. And uh, D'Angelo
2: does that really well. And I think he's playing a little better defensively than I expected to. Yeah, he's got his ups and downs, but he does make defensive plays. He's not a pylon out there. He's trying. He gets beat sometimes, but he makes plays too. He is not Andrew McDonald. and with that, I'll let he you is go. He's not. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. I think yeah, Mike K is hanging on. What's up, Mike K? Hit that mute button for me, Mike.
6: Hey, sorry, Bill. How's how's it going? There you go. Uh, very well. Cool. Um, yeah. So a couple points I wanted to make tonight. Um, first, just you know, was it someone who I guess on your on on this. Um, one of the previous callers said we had the fourth most uh, money committed to defensemen in the NHL is that correct they have I'm not questioning lot. it but it, it wouldn't surprise me
2: they have over 24 million committed to the seven defensemen on the roster and then you know Ryan Ellis the 625 of course that's on injured reserve so yeah like 30 million bucks wrapped up in eight defensemen um it's high i don't know what other teams are spending but i considering the return they're getting um yeah. it's
6: not a great investment to this point it's almost like you want to have i'd rather have like like three defensemen at 7 million and like basically that are really good and three defensemen outperforming, obviously at like two and a half or 3 million, but like, I don't know, whatever it's Chuck Fletcher, you know, it's his call. So it's not going to be great, but um, anyways, on on that note with Fletcher, um, just one thing it's, I think we're coming up on like, what is it? I don't know when the Dave Scott and Fletcher mid-year press conference was last year, maybe January or February, but like, you know, we got to tell Charlie and he's, he's definitely a competent, um journalists but like we've got to get chuck on the record to say what is your plan at this point to acquire high-end talent and i guarantee you his answer is still going to be well cutter godia yeah he's coming you know
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) tyson forster and cutter godia that's the plan is that those two are stars
6: yeah, it, it's it's just ridiculous. It's just like you keep saying it, Bill, and it's just like there is no wiggle room whatsoever because we're committing, you know. I mean, it goes kind of all back to Hayes too, but I mean it's not just a, a Risto thing, but it's it's just not good. Um and it's really le- depressing and like at le
2: like Kevin Hayes is a little overpaid. At least he gives you something. You know, like, yeah, like Risto's a a not good player. And you have 5.1 million wrapped up into them for this year and four more. yeah, like you can't possibly think that's a good way to spend your money. like I like Travis Sanheim. eight years at over six million bucks is too much. That's bad asset management. it's it's really uh, it's insane what they're spending for what they're getting in return.
6: Yeah, I don't know if there's actually one player who you can actually say who's really outperforming their contract. Which is a maybe? Maybe Carter this early in the season because maybe he is a top five goaltender, but I just can't. I don't see it. I, I look at all the other players, and no one. Am I going nuts here?
2: <laughs> no, it's like
6: outperforming. <laughs> Not really. Uh, like
2: yeah, Atkinson's hurt. Konechny's uh-huh. good. Uh, but you know, five point five mil long term. He's 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 what I think he is. Uh, maybe he's outperforming a bit. I mean, Farabee's making five million bucks now. Granted, he's coming back from injury; he's working his way back. But eh, you know, he's not Provorov worth five looks million. Kind of
6: decent this year. I mean, I guess yeah. you could still kind of make the argument for him. But
2: Provorov looks closer to the Provorov we were
6: hoping for, but he's still almost yeah. seven mil. You know, like he's making number one defenseman money. I like I like the 2019 version of Kevin Hayes because that guy yeah. you could – didn't he – I think he was tied for league in, like, shorthanded goals. And I don't think he's even playing the penalty kill right now, is he? Uh,
2: he's been – yeah, he's he's <laughs> fallen off in terms of, like, the – especially he just had so many game-winning goals that year. He had the shorthanded goals. Uh, he looks to have lost a step even though he's still contributing. He's still – uh racking up points my hope we talked about this on i think the last post game like my hope is this is just what he is for the next two three years you know someone made the comparison to late career yager as the train goes right by my house as i'm speaking um someone made the comparison to late career yager like he's not beating anyone skating but he can protect the puck and make good decisions with it and if if Hayes can do that at least he's giving you something.
6: Yeah. He makes these great passes every once in a while, but otherwise you just have the feeling that he's kind of just there, you know, and not really initiating anything that's going to make a play or get someone open, which is what you want a center to do. Um,
2: Yeah. They have some real center issues.
6: Yeah. Um, The other point I wanted to make um, was two minutes left to go. The blue jackets ice it, right? They're wheeling. Finally, we're getting some sustained pressure, and I know, you know, I think JJ defended towards is saying, well, he just wants to keep, he wants to take a timeout and keep his best players out there. Well, you're going to get at least one more line change in there, and if the Blue Jackets are down two defensemen and they're tired, and you've got the opportunity in their zone, and they can't change, why not just? (laughs) you know, not take that time out. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm generally a torts fan, but for me, I, I I think that was, that was one he could do over. I don't know about your thoughts on that. Just, you can't lose that draw clean. And I think
2: it was Lawton and he did. Uh, Maybe if the guy's tired, he doesn't, I don't know, but regardless, he just has to win that face off. That's uh, the give up the empty netter right after that. It's, uh, I don't know. If they score, it's a good timeout. If they don't, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to judge this team because I still don't really know what they are. And I don't think I, I don't think the coach really does either. He's figuring it out, but yeah. he doesn't trust like anyone to do the right thing. He has to tell them what he wants.
6: It's so true. All right. Thanks, Bill. I right, appreciate it, Mike.
2: And, uh, yeah, listen, I'm not going to defend torts like this all season. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt because I don't think anyone else deserves it. Like, I'm not giving it to the players. I'm definitely never going to give it to Chuck Fletcher. Unless Chuck Fletcher trades for Connor McDavid, he will never get the benefit of the doubt from me. (laughs) Basically, that's what he'd have to do. Uh, but we all know he doesn't like good players. He'd rather have mediocre players. That's what the history of his tenure as a general manager in Philadelphia and in Minnesota says. He doesn't like high-end players. He He's never acquired them. The one time he did, we're told it was all Minnesota ownership uh, that said you have to go out and get Parise and get Suter. Um you know, he drafted Kaprizov in the fifth round. That's an accident. If you know a guy is that good, you take him in the first. <laughs> like So that's an accident. And other than that, he's never acquired high-end talent. That's it. So he must just not want it. He must not value it because they're not in a position to get it now. Um, he didn't even attempt to get Goudreau. He was more than willing to give up a first-round pick to get Rasmus Ristolainen had no interest in giving up a first-round pick to clear the cap space to get Johnny Goodra up. That tells you all you need to know about Chuck Fletcher and what he values. Uh, let's go to Andrew. What's up, Andrew?
0: Hey, Bill. That, oh, you got it. Can you hear me? Hey. Yeah, I got you. Bill?
2: Hey, what's up? You got me?
0: Yeah, I got you. Um, okay. I, I was just thinking about this team. I watched uh, two of the periods today, and the Flyers have had a – unexpectedly really great start to the season in terms of wins and losses. And it definitely seems like one of those situations where if we had a general manager who was actually good at his job, he would be looking to sell half of this team high. Uh, Zach McEwen, three goals in 10 games. Uh, if you average that out over the year, that looks like a pretty good third line or uh, third line player. I don't think he is. If you can get something good for him, trade him. Anyone else? I mean, if people think that uh, TK is like a star first liner or Kevin Hayes, first line center, if you can get market value for that kind of person, um, trade them for a whole bunch of picks and prospects and actually try and make this team good a couple years ago. Not mediocre, but good. Of course we don't have a good general manager so that's not going to happen.
2: Yeah, I I think they should be looking to sell certain pieces. Kevin Hayes with this year and three more on his deal at over 7 million. I don't think any team in the league is looking to take on salary and term. Just sure. nobody nobody's interested in that. Uh but there's there's guy I mean maybe a Cam Atkinson, he's only got two more years after this year. Uh, but they kind of like him around for, you know, culture purposes. He's a good leader. He's bought into a, a Tortorella system before, so I get that. But I mean, I'm not married to anyone on this team. If if they want to trade anyone, feel free. <laughs> like none of them are stars. We're not losing anything. I would like Travis Konechny to work out here, but I also think if somebody's willing to pay up for him. Uh, you can have him because he's not the difference in wins and losses. He's a nice player, but ultimately, he's a really good second liner. That's what he is, and he's in his prime right now. He's not going to be in his prime when this team can contend for a Stanley Cup. It's not going to happen. He's going to be 30.
0: it, It just seems like if a different team was in this exact situation, they would be calling someone like Fletcher and saying, Hey, we've got a guy. He's been a big reason why we have a lot more wins and losses right now. Uh, Don't look at the underlying analytics. We know you're not interested in them anyway. You need this guy on your team.
2: Yeah, uh, like, you know, so many people were interested in Rasmus and Where are they? Are they knocking? Are they willing to give up assets for him right now? You know, he's locked up. You got him. You got your guy. Who who knows? No one's calling about him because he's no good you know, and it's just, they, they just overvalue so many players.
0: That's it. Thanks, Bill.
2: All right. You got it. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, let's see if we have anybody left here. It does not look like it. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. A couple of pieces of information I wanted to pass along this upcoming broad street hockey radio. I believe we'll be recording it on Wednesday of next week will be our 300th episode of BSH Radio. Now, obviously, with all the other stuff on our podcast feed, uh, we've done well over 300 episodes, and we used to have a Patreon. But for BSH Radio, the flagship show, this will be number 300. We started as a team at number 79, uh, resurrecting BSH Radio. And the four of us have now done 300 together as of this Wednesday. So we want to celebrate that. Uh, Just, you know, it's something we're really looking forward to getting to do. And I think we're going to do a live show that night. We're going to record early in the day on Wednesday, do like a regular BSH radio. And perhaps all four of us will be on Spotify Live for that. So make sure to clear your calendars there. And tonight I will be hosting the WIP Overnight Shift so uh, join me. If you haven't had enough Bill Mats already, from 2 to 6 a.m., I'll be on Sports Radio 94 talking, uh, talking everything. You know, I'll get some flyers in, but we're probably primarily Eagles, still little Phillies. The Sixers played tonight as well. Got to catch up on, on what happened there. All right, but that'll do it for me. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button, search Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, baby. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Um, hit subscribe and leave us five star reviews. That's always nice. And, uh, tell your friends and subscribe on multiple devices, you know, con the system. And uh, if, you, if you're on your phone on uh, Apple podcasts, subscribe on Spotify on your laptop or something, whatever. All right. That's it. Uh, my name's Bill Matz till next time. Have a great week, everybody.